Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland. This is the premiere of season two, episode one entitled Phase Three, written by Ann Biederman and John Wells, directed by Christopher Chulock. I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I think Shy got the que- answer to her question of why Cheeky may have been reluctant to turn in her partner. She did the right thing, but unfortunately the right thing doesn't come without consequences. And our baby boy, Ben Sherman, is finally passing phase two. Where, or yeah, he passed phase two, passed phase three, and then he can go into his own car by himself. Uh, So he is met with a lot of hazing, and there is an elderly man missing this episode with Lydia struggling with life without her partner. So overall, I thought it was very well paced and uh, action bit of TV. So before we jump in the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop a few stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) If you want to send feedback for uh, Southland or any of the shows that we do, blackercouch at gmail.com so we're going to break it down by story arc we're going to start with detective lydia adams as she is leaving her house she's talking to russ who's going through uh going through some serious uh damage recovery from the bullet that he took to the gut last episode or season finale he is gonna live which is great but he doesn't look to be eager to come back to work she's calling bullshit on all of the political maneuvering around uh you know her big save in which she was able to take down a few of uh i forgot what that lady's name was but she was a big deal grandma beat your ass and uh he makes this comment to her where she's like, I don't want to be on TV. And he's like, well, you should wear the black. And she's like, what? <laughs> that was the cutest thing ever. You know, how someone tells you you're attractive and you're just like, you saw me that? What? When did you? Okay. Anyhow, uh, she is then greeted when she gets to work by another man named Renee Gordero who is packing up russ's desk she's not happy to see that goes right to her boss her boss is like look uh i know i said you could work by yourself but uh this is just you know we don't know if he's coming back so this is what's gonna happen (laughs) so she goes back to cleaning out his desk herself renee (laughs) he is funny (laughs) he is all about uh action he's all about uh you know hot detective work he wants to be famous he wants to be one of the golden detectives that got their name on the front of papers cameras in front of him he is ready to give his interview 
Jackie, I'm jealous of you. He tries to apologize about her partner, but she's like, yeah, I got this. He tries to start a conversation with her in the car. Everything he says annoys the shit out of her. <laughs> to be fair, he he understands this. He tells her a little later on that I chose you even called in favors because it seems you have an instinct for <laughs> knowing when there's more to a situation than there is and she proves it by uh him and her coming up to a call about a missing old man we saw that old man was a uh was approached by another man it feels as if something has gone down because the sister it's like no he would never ever leave he's like why don't we push this to to missing persons but she's like if you got somewhere to be you could go be there and i'm sure the captain will put you with another partner (laughs) that's before she knew that he had requested to be her partner Uh, it turns out when they find the man oh man's car uh well one they find a neighbor who testifies that the old man was kind of crying in the passenger seat when the car uh, was driving down the street and the old man and the other man was driving didn't seem like they knew each other then when they find the car they see blood on the passenger seat more than you want to see and this is officially you know a possible homicide he's like how did you know she's like uh i'm just doing my job (laughs) and giving a fuck versus everyone else who seems to not and so it becomes a kidnapping uh russ is updated on the fact that she hates this guy and he would hate him too but he's going through a lot of pain and physical therapy so he's trying to hear her out but she's just on and on and on (laughs) you know how you're so used to someone in your life that you could always talk to about all of your problems and they're always there to to listen and i think she really also wants to reinforce the fact that you know you're still my partner i still got your back we're still friends uh it's more than just that she keeps reminding him of it but i, I think that she feels helpless in the situation there's not much she can do about you know and they were so close and now he's kind of going through this new phase without her and she has to move on and she's not she's not keen to want to do that uh they end up finding out who the kidnapper is by looking at some surveillance footage of the bank camera they're able to identify him as was it gaylord i don't know i feel like i made that up but it was a man that both ben and john ran into earlier and cited for an open container but did not bring in because you know it's just a man pissing in an alley drunk (laughs) not going through the best things of his life he admits that he's on parole and they end up letting him go with just the ticket they end up meeting with Lydia and her partner later and they do a joint uh, search for the particular man they're looking for. He's once again, Renee, like, why are we doing this? She's like, I just need you to shut up. 
Shut up! Shut your goddamn mouth! Well, she said stop talking, but I love the fact that it was juxtaposed with the scene of Ben asking John about his back, and he's like, stop talking. <laughs> A nice thread between our t- uh, one of my two favorite characters and or two of my favorite actually they're my favorite characters in the show is lydia and and john so yeah (laughs) they're they're so like john hazes his partner she's like fuck off to her partner she gives him all of the cold shoulder then a chase ensues to get gaylord and renee (laughs) i kind of felt bad for him because he tried to go run off like a sprinter <laughs> he really thought he was gonna save the day or he wanted to anyway <laughs> and he gets a pipe to the face <laughs> it goes down i don't know why that was so funny but after uh all the whole entire episode him being so insensitive and this that the other thing it just was great uh and it turns out that ben or it's ben who ends up taking him down with olivia rolling up like you okay but in the hospital she stays and waits for him you know because that's what a partner does despite her not wanting said partner she still has a heart and he was injured he's like you stayed for me she's like yeah and she even gives him some props like that was some great running turns out that both ran track in high school he offers to get a drink with her but she says it's somewhere i gotta be and he's like okay we'll sleep with him she's like dude uh uh-uh i already told you earlier because he's like a fine woman like you don't do that Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) i love that lydia is so not no nonsense she's like you know stop all this shit she then goes and visits russ in the hospital room going on and on and even saying you know he was all right by the end of the day but he's not you and then she ends up leaving with her with him uh being like i'm tired (laughs) and she says i just miss you and then in the hallway she has a little bit of a breakdown because this is someone she's very close to probably the closest person she's been to in her life and then her mom's gone so yeah he's going through this whole thing and there's not much she can do about it and now it seems like life is gonna move on and she doesn't want it to but she gets herself together and ends up leaving let's go ahead and talk about ben and john they don't have much to do other than john hazing ben continuously but also telling him that you know just answer the captain's questions trying to prepare him he's got this back and forth with them you know where he's like i'm not close to you but at the same time i'm trying to train you but he also makes a comment of you know it used to be six months that you guys had to be on the job or this amount of time before you got to the next phase and they're they're skipping steps to put more officers on the street which makes 
may make for less uh competent officers less well-trained officers uh, so his dialogue is very blasé but if you catch it you know it he comes off so aggressive but even that part where he talks to cheeky you know because she's partner up with the slug slug ferguson because he's disgusting and she's driving he's like go here go here go here gives her his nachos and then goes into a dry cleaning still licking his fingers gets back in the car because she's like what you see something (laughs) no nope uh he don't want to use the computer because that's too much trouble so she's like well call it in um it looked like a kid who stole a car and didn't know what to do once he stole that car he didn't know how to stop it. he didn't know how to drive uh but they they're going back and forth as far as john and ben because their story eventually you know links up john gets to one scene and at first i was like dang why are you being so mean to that guy where he's like the alarm went off and it took you guys forever and he's like we're real doing real police work at first i was like damn he just wants you to investigate you know the the then i realized he's not a detective and then i realized further <laughs> that the person that broke in is actually hanging in the ceiling and no wonder he was not in a rush to help this guy out you're you're a fucking idiot i'm just gonna sit here and roast you for the next 30 minutes uh he gives more shit i think that's like the whole day he gives more shit to john uh they end up showing up i guess at the one yeah they end up showing up and and everyone's giving her shit about about dewey now it was on the news everyone saw it there's a warning like everyone's got a camera you're being watched it's very relevant these times uh so know that you're going to be on tv dewey's in a rehab facility i got a car going around they skip her when they're signing the car they give her a whole bunch of shit because how uh john explains it later on is because she chose to wait until things got to the point where they got to that point and decided to turn him in like you knew what he was you knew what he was going through you're supposed to have your partners back but you're also supposed to know when they've hit their rock bottom which i feel like is a lot to put on someone but that's how the partnerships go you know you're supposed to stop them before they get too far and i guess that's the part where he's like yeah i'm not gonna treat her like everyone else but she waited way too long to to speak up about what was going on with him and then you see that people like dewey in the department you know they're still well loved no discipline no real disciplinary action other than he gets to go to a very fancy rehab you know because he has a problem you know he gets to keep his pension right he gets to have his shit brushed off as a psychiatric disorder which he probably is you know clearly he's in the bar and putting his out he is an alcoholic there's no doubt about it but the consequences aren't as severe and yet it's the female officer at that who has to suffer most and she doesn't want any more help she wants to do it on her own uh, because she doesn't lean on john when he's like look do you want to talk about it she's like no 
well that was after the riot that happened because her and slug are trying to pull this kid over she uses her thing he pulls into like this neighborhood where there's a whole bunch of people hanging out outside a whole bunch of black people i'm sure we were all triggered (laughs) uh, watching this but the kid is asked to be pulled you know to pull over to the side of the road they're not being aggressive at first she's like you know your point i'm gonna be the approach she goes up to him she's still trying to get him to stop right they're not doing anything wrong at this point but because people are like and even people are yelling into the car at the dude like just stop stop the car (laughs) they're trying to stop him from escalating the situation things are getting out of control and the crowd apparently is too many black people for slugs so he freaks out and ends up discharging his weapon into the vehicle uh they immediately think that he has killed this young man and the riot begins it's a mini riot and he really slug went into the car and rolled up the windows and locked the door leaving his partner out there by herself hey bro what oh my god she has continued to do her job she's arrested the young man he he is bleeding a little bit bit from the glass though and she's telling everybody he's not shot he's not injured you know she's back against the wall she hasn't gotten her weapon out she's just trying to talk and scream and yell and tell them look it's a misunderstanding i understand why you think it's what happened but you know then ben and john show up ben is or john is attacked <laughs> someone just jumps on his back john gets him uh off ben gets him off and they end up uh ben ends up taking cheeky and the suspect and he gets in the car with slug because he forces him to open the door and his disgust <laughs> with that man as they show up at the er and he's like you want to explain what the fuck that was about he asked like four times that day and she's like no but she does say thank you later like i understand that you're trying to help but you can't help me with this and uh yeah that's when he starts to drive he did give homeboy uh, a smile when he learned that he he memorized the map because <laughs> he despite him being such a beverly hills he he learned the the rule book right and as much as he wants to give him crap for his background he admires the fact that he he knows his policing and then the episode ends with them involved in another chase getting gaylord and then he ends up taking them to where he dumped the old man luckily for gaylord he is still breathing if not severely injured and definitely exposed to the elements he carried him all the way down here and dumped him and that pretty much yeah uh he ben gets his book signed and he wants to celebrate with cheeky but she's still she's going home by herself for the longest i thought they were uh it feels like they're promoting a relationship between these two um but the first time she asked he declined this time he asked she declines (laughs) 
and then all the officers are like get out of the way <laughs> so there's that uh but there's a there's a line that john said that you, that you're responsible for getting help for your partner if they need that help so i think that ben definitely feels that john john uh may need some help because he takes his bitching as he's in pain our last uh story arc regarding nate and sammy sammy ends up uh sammy and nate end up following up on a homicide as two cowboy booted uh people (laughs) approach a guy at a light well he started driving off as soon as he saw them coming and they chase him down the street it's a shoot off they end up finishing him off in his car when he pulls over and ends up leaving this leads to uh trini who salinger used to used to know arrested in the past big drug dealer he supposedly turned his life around except one of the guys that he employs the guy that was shot up was driving one of his bentley's with cocaine in it they go and visit one of their snitches in jail who's taking a shit while talking to them (laughs) and knows and informs them that trini is definitely still in the game that the people he hires that's yeah definitely it's all bullshit and that he's got some people below the border that he might be having business dealings with but he says he'll find out more information and at the end of the episode he gets shaked in the shower you done messed up a.a ron snitches get stitches yo snitches get stitches they go and visit trini he gives them a whole bunch of bullshit about his life being turned around even though he really can't answer for the coke or the bentley he just keeps telling them how he respects salinger uh turns out that dea and a whole bunch of other uh undercover ops are on trini and they invite both nate who knows the the head officer pretty closely uh to join their operation sammy's feeling like the odd man out because he is he's caucasian he needs some milk he was like i'm gonna slap you in the mouth you keep talking shit he's like how was we supposed to know that's a genuine that's a genuine inquiry like how are we supposed to know that was your operation and we were supposed to go there and you try to beat my ass he treats them all types of disrespectful he don't look comfortable at all when they went in the bar at the end he's like ah shit now i know what it feels like And that pretty much sums up all of the the arcs this episode. We do have feedback, so let's go ahead and hop into the mailbag. Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland season two episode one surprisingly so because I did not know that last episode was the season finale so imagine my surprise um 
but yeah, so we we start out this season with a bit of a chime jump. Um, we see that Russell survived the gunshot wound um, involving that DV situation from last season um, that went horribly wrong. Um, we see that we, you know, him and Lydia are trying to, well, Lydia mostly is trying to maintain that connection with him, but he's... He's in a different headspace right now. I mean, it's a lot. And it's sounding like his career in law enforcement might be over. Um, so I'm guessing, I, I mean, they didn't even go into detail as to why, uh, but apparently this was a career ending injury. Uh, injury, career ending um, thing that happened to him, the gun, you know, being shot. And um, I mean, of course, there's a lot of trauma involved in that as well. And I don't think it helped. I mean, I know Lydia was trying to help and trying to make me, like I said, maintain that connection. But I just think it made it harder on him listening to the goings on and all that stuff when he's not a part of it. So, yeah, it's just a tough situation. And then we have Lydia with her new partner and uh, the guy from Prison Break. Uh, forget his name. What do they call him? Cordero on here? <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, he's like the exact opposite of Russell. So it's like he's a uh, fame, fame hungry, um, all about trying to get the spotlight, you, you know, see, look at me, look at me type of thing. So they're looking for this um, older gentleman for uh, most of the episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope this, I just knew that that dude was dead when they eventually found him. I just knew he was dead. But that's what I mean. They are really strange about this. You know, just it makes it appear like people have been killed, but they don't. <laughs> they did it with Russell. They did it with this old guy. They did it with um, last season, um, the grandmother, Janella's grandmother, and then the, the kid, from the first episode that got shot up by the gang. So I'm like, you would think that these people would <laughs> be not long for this world, but they end up surviving, which is good. It just, it always, it's like, dang, he survived that? Cause he'd been missing for like a day and a half, two days, something like that. But they found it quickly. And um, I'm trying to understand how the guy even even got over there. Because uh, it would seem like, I mean, they're out, the the old guy lives out in the suburbs, and he's straight up in the city, but I don't know. I, 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 wherever he got there, he ended up kidnapping his old guy and getting him to get him money and all that stuff. So, then we have Nate, Nate, is that Nate, um, going into this uh, task force with his friend in uh, narcotics. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> snitches get stitches or get killed. <laughs> so I was like, what is that dude's name that they were talking to in jail? Because I was like, aren't there other people around that, that can hear them talking? Because I thought that was really weird. Like, hey, get us some information and we'll, you know, hook you up. Uh, I think that is a conversation that should be held a little bit more private than where they were. But and we saw the result of not having a private conversation, exposing him like that. And he ended up getting um, stabbed. 
So I don't know. Is that saying some forbidding stuff, forbidding, however you say it, stuff for the future? Because Sammy didn't look too happy about them joining this task force. So that should be interesting. And uh, you were talking about the blue wall when I went on my rant about Chicky and all that stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, I actually do understand, you know, <laughs> all of that, that whole um, culture. Um, matter of fact, I was talking to a friend not too long ago in regards to, you know, the Marine, in my case, in my particular case, the Marine Corps culture. And yes, it's um, the good old boy. I used to say it all the time, the good old boy network, you know, it's very, very pro dude. There's a lot of similarities between uh, the Marine Corps and law enforcement in regards to their treatment of females and what's al- what's allowed and not allowed and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I get all of that. Um, and yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't so much as me thinking, oh yeah, she should know that he's gonna go crazy with the car. Is just being taken precaution. I mean, you, that's part. I, I I guess that's my mindset when I'm <laughs> when I'm am always thinking, and that's what we're taught. You know, to think ahead in situations and those types of situations. Not to say that she thought that he was gonna take off with the car, but it's to not even be put in a situation where anything crazy can happen. It's just situation awareness type stuff. That's what I was mostly referring to. And that's just something, I guess that's just how, and that's what me and my friend were talking about, my um, Marine Corps buddy, is that we, the way we think things through sometimes is not the norm, quote unquote, the norm, um, but is how we were trained to think. And that's what I'm, that's where I'm coming from. And that's what, it, that's what I pick up on. And so it's, those are the things that I just can't help. That's what I pick up. Just like when we, like before, we were talking about the security and stuff. Those are just things that because it's ingrained in me, that it'll automatically come to mind. And so, I mean, it's how I'm wired. So it's going to come out that way. So that's how I would think. And that's how we're trained to think. And I would think that's how she's trained to think as a law enforcement um, officer. Um, again, not to say she knew that he was going to do it, but it's like you, you eliminate possibilities of certain things. Um, so yeah, that's where I was going with that in my, that's why it just, it it just, that triggered me too. (laughs) So that's another thing that triggered me. Um, and yes, and I understand the way they were treating her again, another one of those things, it's like, you know, what what um cooper said about oh yeah she didn't i mean she how i forget how he said it but i'm like she did reach out for him she tried to get him help before it's like this is all on dewey i mean but they put that on her and they made her feel like crap and they put her with the crappy dude um because to punish her and that that's the stuff that yes and Again, there's differences, obviously, with law enforcement and in Marine Corps particularly, but there's also a lot of similarities. There's a lot of these passive aggressive, these little digs um, at you as a female or I mean, it just is. And you try to I mean, I I understand her in a lot of ways. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Um, I mean, I can go all day about the different scenarios that I had to deal with the little um, snide remarks or 
you know, things that when you're trying to do the right thing and you stick to your guns. I mean, like I said, she did try to do the right thing. So that's kind of weird that they would um, turn on her like that because Dewey put her life in danger. And that's messed up that they treat her like that, but not shocking, if that makes sense. She puts her head to the ground, which, which a lot of us females had to do and just push forward and just... You know, but when it's enough, when enough's enough, enough's enough. And I've de- I've definitely pushed back quite a few times throughout my career in the military. And sometimes it didn't make me the most popular person, but I, there's only so much you wanna, you're gonna deal with and so much you're gonna put up with. And I'm just not the type of person that puts up with a whole lot of shenanigans. So at some point I, I'm, I'm saying something. <laughs> I put up with some, but no, not a whole lot. Um, but yeah, so this was, a um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about this season premiere because I didn't know I was going to be watching the season premiere. So I'm kind of thrown off by this episode a little bit. So, and since I'm giving you my feedback almost as soon as I watched it, it's kind of, that's how I feel at the moment. So, and I'm almost at my time. So until next time, I just love peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shine. That was my queen, Shy Shy, with her thoughts on the episode. So, um, I like your perspective. Uh, that's the difference between someone's never had to go through this type of... Every time I watch this show, I'm like, oh, I can't be a cop. I cannot be no cop. You definitely got to choose that shit, because I can't be no cop. <laughs> uh, and yes, I think that... Um, that makes sense where your mindset is at and it's probably the better mindset i'm just more like oh well you know people are people <laughs> always i'm always erring on the humanistic error <laughs> i could be three-dimensional with people and and when it comes to the, but i think that's what why we're because what what do you you're introvert but you're a, uh what was the one oh dang it you're different than my introvert i'm more intuition feeling and you're more practical so that makes all of the sense in the world (laughs) why you're more attuned to the the practicality of things versus be all up in everyone's emotions and in regards to cheeky and and him saying that i took it as and I can see it as your way as well because you know that isn't her job it's not my job to babysit someone else it's you know it's my job to have someone show up try to you know we all go through our problems we don't all go in that direction right um so I get totally what you're saying there as far as you know you can't put that all down on cheeky I took it what he was meaning as this isn't the first incident where you've hit rock bottom right with him he was supposed to retire he didn't retire you know you said you kind of liked him before basically what you're saying is what i agree with it's like you should have shut this shit down a long time ago um and the fact that she didn't shut it down a long time ago and just kept letting it escalate to where it got to where is where i took john was saying it's like no it's not her issue it's not her responsibility she shouldn't be shat on for it but at the same time like you knew you weren't comfortable (laughs) from probably day one and you were partnering with him for how many years 
so at some point it's like yeah you got you should have done i would have been requested a different partner like this is not okay captain or recorded shit in the car and everything uh i say well he wasn't smart i don't know what i meant by that (laughs) i have no idea what i was referring to of he not being smart uh oh oh the guy that got shanked yeah because they were making fun of his tattoo like that was the clear indication that they were using someone who wasn't necessarily the smartest or more savvy person because yeah um the detectives gonna do what they do shoot it's up to your ass keep your mouth shut uh and as far as gaylord i think he got around because he took the old man's car and i think they found him close to where the car was because it felt as like they did so he probably dumped the car and then just walked him down and i don't know i'm just contrived but i know he got from the suburbs from there because he stole his vehicle that's the only part i do recall and that is going to wrap up our feedback i'm sure yeah (laughs) it is a weird odd place to stop the episode like i said this was nbc at that time where they were like half ordering a season like oh give me so i so i technically think season one and two are the same season just a continuation but yeah uh if you didn't know that was coming that would have been a bit of a curve so hopefully things will reacclimate better next week if you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. You can also like, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.